I'm Jake. And I'm Callum. And welcome to 1001 A Film Policy. This week we'll be taking a look at Wally, a modern classic in the world of animation. A film that tells the story of a little robot's journey through a post-apocalyptic world and the friendships he forms along the way. As always, we'll be sharing our thoughts on the film's story, characters and production before adding it to our ever-growing mega-list of movies we've deemed as the greatest of all time. We'll also be continuing our top three segment where we discuss our favourite non-human protagonists in movies. From lovable pets to sentient machines, we'll be sharing our picks of the most memorable and endearing non-human characters on the silver screen. So yeah, should we start with the top three then? Uh, top three non-human protagonists. What have yeah. you got? You, you forced me into this basically because we did have a chat and you have one of my picks, uh, yeah. basically. I don't think you know any of mine though, do you? I know all of yours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, you we, we fought over it. No, I don't know any of yours. Um, and I'm sure even if you did tell me, you probably would have changed them. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, because you picked a certain character... A lovable chap. I picked another lovable chap. So a lot of people maybe see the series of films that this character headlines as shite. Uh, but I was just the right age when they came out and loved the source material. Um, and I wouldn't even call it a, a guilty pleasure, these films, really, because I actually do find them really funny. Um, and that is Scooby-Doo from the live-action <laughs> Scooby-Doo films. No, I, I, uh, I didn't think of Scooby-Doo. Yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> he is a legend. Yeah. When was the last time you watched the Scooby-Doo films? Quite recently. It's really good. Yeah, it is really good. <laughs> it is funny. Um, yeah, great pick. Scooby himself just consistently made me laugh. Um, he has his funny little lines. like keep it, He says keeping it real at one point. I don't know if you remember that. And he fa- sings, thank you for letting me be myself. Well, yes, that's also good, isn't it? Ranky. Ranky. Um, and, you know, he just farts, he burps, he dresses up as a nana. Um, and of course, the big thing that I like is when he burns his tongue on chilies and then screams for water and then smashes his head. Uh, on a tray. Scooby-Doo, you feeling okay? No! No, no! Here you go, dude! There's a lot of cartoon movies of Scooby-Doo and he's funny enough. yes true yeah yeah Scooby-Doo across the board especially well we talked about one didn't we that one what was it uh, Zombie, Zombie Island, Island. my oh. um when I was a kid my, my dad was, was quite good at drawing and he he painted like a mural on my wall of Scooby-Doo and the wow. gang of course oh yeah um and he was out one day and I obviously thought that I could help him so I oh, tried wow. drawing Scrappy-Doo in the background <laughs> In with felted pen and completely ruined it. And we just had to oh, paint no. over his hard work and just oh, God. into all blue. Um, Scooby blue. Scooby blue. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but number three is the balloon from the 1956 film The Red Balloon. You turned my attention to this film. And I'm glad you did because I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's only about an hour long as well, isn't it? Yeah, um, even shorter than that. Too, is it even shorter? Um, basically, uh, the balloon is a sort of mischievous sentient being um, and I think he's super um, <laughs> I like the way he eludes a gang of children that try to pop him I think it's pure class oh yeah uh, <laughs> and then he befriends a little French lad um, yep. 
it does sound mental, but it is actually ingeniously done, I think. Yeah. Um, however, after I saw him carrying that said child across the rooftops of Paris, I was wondering if it was more of a, a Pennywise origin story. Oh, good Jesus. <laughs> and it took a turn for the worst after that. Um, oh, but regardless, they have fun, and it's an enjoyable watch. Yeah, that was the that was the first short film to win an Oscar, wasn't it? Did, yeah, I think I think you might. Film? I think you told me to watch that film and then told me that fact. Yeah, and I think so. I watched it, and that's I didn't didn't look anything else about that film. So that's still all I know, really. Oh, that's good. Yeah, classic. Who'd have thought a balloon could be so fun? Yeah. <laughs> so to have such personality. What yeah, a class act, as you said. A little red balloon. My number two, I had to have at least one pretentious pick, don't I? So I have gone with a pretentious answer here, really. Yeah. Um, and I've picked Scarlett Johansson's character in Under the Skin. Um, and she's just called the female, apparently, but I don't remember ever she wrote uh, ever having a name. She's an alien. Um, and, she, and the film follows her as she stalks men around Scotland um, and lures them into some sort of weird um, pitch black realm. Oh uh, yeah, I know about this film. I, I think you've—it's one of your favourites, isn't it? I do like it a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. mental. She looks like a human, as I said, but I assure you, she isn't. Um, she is an alien. Um, and so, is, does that count? Is that are we yeah. allowing that? Yeah, yeah, like aliens are non-human, aren't they? So she just looks like Scarlett Johansson, though, just walking about. But she, I, I know she's not. Could she lure you? <laughs> She'd lure me. Yeah, I'd fall right in, <laughs> right in a trap. Even, even haven't seen the film. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of know what's going to happen, but. <laughs> but what I like about her basically is um, the way that Scarlett Johansson portrays her is almost like Uncanny Valley, really, because she's like almost human, but not quite. Um, and she's like exploring and experiencing things on Earth for seemingly the first time. Um, and she witnesses some pretty horrific stuff, really, but is like totally nonplussed about it. Mm. Uh, but then other times, really fascinated, and it just makes me really uneasy, really. But the fact that it's Scarlett Johansson helps as well, yeah. really, throughout the film. She's a good lass, ain't she? Oh, yeah. It's a good film. I, I recommend it for you. When you, you said Scarlett Johansson, I thought you meant you were going to say, um, what's the film with Joaquin Phoenix and she's the, oh, yeah. the voice that he yeah. falls in love with? Her. Her. Yeah, I thought you were going to say her. Cause I, I could have, to be honest. That, one. that sounds good. That's a good performance. But, yeah, they're both level, really, for me. But she she is good at being non-human Thing. I think it's just her voice sounds a bit like Siri anyway, doesn't it? She's got a great voice, yeah. If you replaced Siri with Scarlett Johansson's voice, it'd be just as good. I, I would say if you if you do watch this film, and there is probably the worst scene I've ever seen in any film ever in this film, and it yeah. really makes me feel horrible every time I watch it. So if you ever do a top three worst film worst scenes in films we've ever seen, and that's would, yours, yeah. it would be in it definitely. So I do warn you about that. It's quite early on in the film. Right, my number two then is um, a film I haven't seen for a long time, um, but it's Joey the Horse from War Horse. <laughs> it's called Joey. I think yeah, it's called Joey. <laughs> So yeah, Joey the Horse and Warhorse is a true four-legged hero. From his stunning good looks to his unwavering loyalty, Joey is a true gem. His oh, journey through World War One is extremely harrowing, Callum. Oh, God. Um, it is. Um, no horsing around. No. Um, but watching him outsmart soldiers and make daring escapes is nothing short of thrilling. He basically starts as a, as a, as a plough horse on a field, and he's not very big, um, and he's not very good at it. Um but when World War One's coming around, they start going around collecting all the horses that they can use for war. And they take this young lad's horse off him and they sell him at market. But basically, yeah, he's, he's a farmer's horse. He gets taken off to because to, they want to take the horse to war. He didn't have a choice. He got enlisted. Um, but then the, the lad that owns him, the farm boy, 
says, well, if he's going, I'm going as well. Um, right. And it's just basically this horse's story through World War One, um, yeah. And he comes across different people who need him at the time when, when he gets to them. Yeah, and he's got he's got an unwavering spirit. Um, he does, <laughs> he does have an unwavering spirit, and he, yeah, he's, he's 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 very good. If you haven't seen that film, I'd suggest watching it because it's um, it's a big Sunday epic. Yeah, it, I I always worry about watching films with a, an animal in the in the main role, like a real animal, because I, I I worry it's going to die. But obviously, don't tell me. But you know, I do always worry about it. I could tell I, you. I, I can't remember. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I think. Um, I don't know. I think, I think I'd remember if he did. I'm not sure. Hmm. All right. Well, it's Steven Spielberg, isn't it? That did that. It's one of his last. Yeah, I think so. But, films. but yeah, no. It, it, yes, it's yes. Um, it's you've never really thought of war from an animal's perspective. Well, I hadn't anyway till I'd seen it. So that yeah, there were thousands of horses in World War One. Um, and you don't really see it through their eyes. We usually have a blinkered view. <laughs> have, you, have you ever heard of a film called Oh Hazard Balthazar? Don't say that name to me. <laughs> have you? Balthazar. No, I haven't. Well, it's about a donkey. Similar similar, similar situation, really. A donkey <laughs> that just gets passed from person to person. Oh. Um, and there's a remake called, well, sort of a remake that was out last year called EO. Oh. Um, I don't know if you heard about that, but yeah. Dude, where's my donkey? It genuinely could have been called. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's nativity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised what you did. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my number one um is is a kind soul, basically. Um, so you'll probably know what it is. I watched this film all the way through for the very first time the other night, last night, uh, and I'm not afraid to admit that I was weeping like a little toad at the end of it. Um, and the film I'm going to talk about, and the character I'm going to talk about, is The Iron Giant. Yep. Do you like him? I haven't seen that film for a very long time, um, but I do remember it being um, an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, I didn't know I could care so much about a, a big bit of tin. <laughs> well, I, I I must have seen bits of it when I was young because there were bits that I remember, but I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through until the other night. And yeah, I, I did cry. Um, but he's he's voiced by Vin Diesel, who seems to like voicing creatures with very little to say. Mm. Um, and he lands on Earth with a seemingly evil agenda, um, much like ScarJo actually in Under the Skin. So whoever would have thought that you could put Iron Giant and Under the Skin together, because they do have similar setups when you think about it. But after a bump to the head, he reverts back to factory settings and sees Earth through new innocent eyes. But I, yeah, I think I just like this type of angle in films, really, because I almost went with another friend of ours, E.T., um, and he has a similar experience, doesn't he, really? As does my friend and yours, Stitch. Yeah. They all they all come to Earth bewildered and, and meet a little little child or something, don't they? <laughs> so well, there's a lot of films like this. Callum. Yeah? Our main feature is very similar to that. I know that's yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's the sort of ties him in that. He, he would get on with 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 Wally. Well, people are going to know what we're watching, aren't they? Yeah, uh, just me the title. Uh, we're watching would... what? <laughs> I've <laughs> not watched that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, as much as I love ET and Stitch, I think, and I think this might be recency bias because I watched it last night, obviously. But I think the Iron Giant is the best example of the creature and young child duo. 
Mm. Um, he's just lovely. What about Stick of the Dump? Don't talk to me about him. <laughs> um, but uh, no, he's just a lovely guy, and he just wants to be Superman. Um, oh, and and the scene towards the end involving Superman is is one that made me sob. By the way, I don't know if you remember that. Atomo. No, Atomo. Superman. Take this. Right, okay. My number one, then, uh, is the one that we discussed and we both originally picked. Um, yeah, I even specifically watched the film just to remind myself about this guy. Yeah, I well, I, done this. well I, pre- I put it, first name on my list was, was this character. And then oh, I saw... he, was ri- he was written down on my list, and I just wanted to be reminded of how brilliant he is. <laughs> but then I saw that you'd watched it, and I was <laughs> like, hang on. Right, so I went for Gromit. <laughs> from Wallace and Gromit. Um, there's lots of films um, with Wallace and Gromit, so it doesn't matter. Just the character of Gromit, um, like you did said with Scooby-Doo before. Um, yeah. Specifically then, Curse of the Were-Rabbit, if you want. Um, you like him in that one, do you? Yeah, I do. That's, that's their first proper feature, I'd say. Like It's over an, the first one over an hour. Yeah, I think it was the first one sort of in the cinema as well, wasn't it? You get more Gromit in that one, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, so despite his inability to speak, um, his actions and expressions speak volumes. Um, and he always ends up saving the day. Uh, a little bit like Scooby-Doo. He's like Courage the Cowardly Dog. They both do the same job. They protect old people from things that they don't know is going on. Yeah. But yeah, they're both clever hounds, aren't they? They've got very good problem-solving skills. I yeah. think Gromit specifically, anyway. Um, and, and yeah, and his, his loyalty to Wallace are second to none so yeah so you know he's, he's a great companion to wallace as well um but he's my favorite um yeah. he's the star of the show for me gromit i love gromit yeah i do like wallace too but he's always causing trouble with his he's a blithering fool bloody wallace. daft inventions and his obsession is, with, yeah. with cheese um i think yeah. genuinely i think without gromit wallace would have been stuck somewhere it's an air tube somewhere they definitely would have yeah or he'd be decapitated by a spring that He'd like, still be in those bloody trousers. Yeah, he would. They'd be. He'd, he'd have like he'd make a machine that's designed to fling toast at him in the morning or something. It'd take his head clean off. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> Gromit is the legend. Yeah. So yeah, without Gromit, there is no Wallace and Gromit. As um, last week, um, we put a tweet out um, and asked people to get back to us. Uh, we got one reply from Diabolical. Thanks very much, Diabolical, for last week. But we thought we'll we'll pester the usual suspects as well and see what they they. Th- their picks were for non-human uh, protagonists. So, Movies on the Way um, has said Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Short Circuit? I have. I used to love it as a child. But looking back, um, there is a bloke who's not of Asian descent playing an Asian guy. Um, right. But other Cancelled. than that, still good. <laughs> yeah. um, I've not seen Johnny Five, but um, I've seen his name crop up quite a lot this week. Uh, he says, with the film we're doing. He says, number five is alive. That's what he says. Does he? What for? Because um, he, you think he's, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, basically, Movies on the Way, he's, he's put a little um, thing about him. He said he, he's an experimental military robot, um, and he's struck by lightning and develops human-like intelligence and consciousness. Uh, soon it tries to escape its creators for fear of being reprogrammed. Um, that sounds pretty good, actually. It's good. It is good. He's 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 nice. Is that 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 robot? I do like him. He, uh, yeah, yeah. I used to watch all the time when I was little. Over and over again that film. I was going to potentially pick it because he is a bit like our Wally. Looks like him too. Oh, yeah, I've that's what I've I've 
read this week is that he looks a bit like him. Yeah. Um, Movies on the Way has also said uh, Bicentennial Man. That's uh, Robin Williams, I think. There you go. Um, he said, Andrew, a robot programmed for domestic chores and sold to an upper-middle-class family, the Martins, in the year 2005. The family uh, patriarch recognises and encourages Andrew's uncommon characteristics, particularly his artistic streak, sensitivity to beauty, humour and independence of spirit. Um, in doing so, he sets out on a two-century journey to become more human than most human beings. Wow. There you go. That sounds pretty good. Seems like that's all robots want to do and aliens. They just want to be like humans, don't they, really, at the end of the day? Yeah. Yeah, true. (laughs) I've never seen that film, but I do do want to watch it. And and I've never seen Flubber. I've seen Flubber. Yeah. Uh, And then he's he's, he's given us a third pick. Um, He said Beetlejuice. Oh, Um, yeah. So So when there's the deceased... um, couple adam and barbara are unsuccessful in scaring away a family that is moving into their old home they seek the help of a bioexorcist beetle juice although it does look like it's spelled like beetle goose three great picks thank you very much for that one diabolical then uh, have come back to us and said that they um superman oh yeah completely forget that he's not human don't you really yeah you um, do. he's a superman uh, and k from blade runner 2049 uh, they've also come back with uh, Hellboy, Roger Rabbit, and Porco Rosso. All good. I do like Hellboy. Hellboy was was up there for me as well. I used to love Hellboy as a, as a young man. I used to like Abe Sapien. It's <laughs> a reason yeah. he was yeah. my favourite character. And they've also said another. There's another Johnny Five. Um, this is. I think there's a couple of Johnny Fives. He must be a very popular guy. He is. Um, I think. Yeah, for a certain age range, he was. He was the guy. Yeah, well, Johnny Five. It's a Sophie and Paul from SP Film Viewers. They've gone for Paddington Bear. Yeah. Brilliant. Great choice. Winnie the Pooh. Um, <laughs> Another good guy. Both yeah. good bears. Winnie the, I was Winnie the Pooh obsessed as a kid. Um, so was I. And yeah. Paddington. Because I, I, I my son is brown, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you famously got a Paddington bear in your house, haven't you? Yeah, we, that's the reason, because we're the browns. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, because he gets adopted by them, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and they've also said, fantastic Mr. Fox and Godzilla. Yeah. I was thinking about Mr. Fox because, you know, me and Wes Anderson, we get on like a house on fire. Yeah. And I do like that film a lot. Well, They've said Godzilla, but only when he's defending Tokyo, not destroying it. Because um, otherwise yeah, he's, he's an antagonist, not a protagonist. He's all right after a while. He, he brings his son, son along and all that. <laughs> yeah. He turns out to be all right. Right. So Hallmark of Greatness, uh, they've said um, The Rabbits from Warship Down. <sighs> it's a film I've never seen and I will never watch because of how scarred a generation of children have turned into adults. Um, I still yeah. are. I, I watched it when I was really young, but I don't think I watched all of it, I think. You know what? I think I watched the beginning, got really scared, and then someone put on Bambi. I was like, "What are you doing? That's What's... nearly as bad." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like. I, I watched all of Bambi. I did like it in the end. I used to like Thumper. Yeah. Oh yeah. I used to like Thumper and uh, Flower. Is that the skunk? That is the skunk. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Can you edit <laughs> in her saying you can call me Flower if you want to? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Oh, that's all right. He can call me a flower if he wants to. <laughs> I don't mind. Thanks. 
Um, yeah, they said the, the rabbits from Watership Down, uh, they said they're not human, uh, but they do have their own culture and belief system. And it's genuinely one of those films uh, that their parents thought was suitable as a, it was a cartoon. Um, but General uh, Woundwort still gives them nightmares. There's, there's another film that's similar called Plague Dogs, um, about two dogs who escaped like a, I don't know, like a, like a lab. And it sounds absolutely horrible. I'm never going to watch that in a million years. No, it sounds awful. Don't, yeah, don't watch that. It looks horrible. Peter Rabbit was a bit, um, like when when Farmer McGregor got a bit too close for comfort now and again. I used to wince at that. Did you ever watch the cartoon of it? I think it was no, cartoon. but I'm sure you wouldn't wince in the in the newer ones with James Corden voice. Oh, I've seen that. You'd probably be on Farmer McGregor's side, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'll catch him. I'll have, I'll have you do it. Um, and we'll have him in a pie. Uh, lastly, then, the uncredited extras. Hayden, is, we've got another Johnny Five. He's a very wow. popular boy. Um, we've also had T-800 from Terminator 2. Ludo from Labyrinth. Wow, they were, I didn't know. Go on. For a Labyrinth. I was, well, I was thinking I was on the lines of going for Labyrinth characters. One of your favourite films. It is, yeah. I probably I like Ludo. He is a good, a good lad. Uh, I can't remember which one Ludo is. Which one's Ludo? He's the big brown... Looks like a Yeti type. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, of course. It's yeah. Doesn't he carry something on his back? Um, he he picks up Sir Didymus at one point. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking of. But yeah, I know what you mean. Looks a bit like a Wampa. Yeah, he does actually. Yeah. Doc has gone for Crypto from Super Pets and Simba from Lion King. Great film. Great picks. <laughs> we love Lion King. <laughs> we do love Lion King. <laughs> um, and then Owen um, from Credited Extras also says. Baymax from Big Hero 6. That's yeah, a big balloon good. one, isn't it? Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, I have seen that. Hellboy, um, and then yeah. Data from Star Trek. Yeah, don't know Data very well, but I know... Star Trek. Of him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah. have any honourable mentions? If I did, I think a lot of them have been covered, because I probably would have said like Winnie the Pooh or something. The ones so. that haven't been mentioned, but that I've written down... Yeah. Um, another Pixar one because we're talking about a Pixar film. I like Mike and Sully from uh, Monsters Inc. I've oh yeah, of course. Know. I'm surprised no one said Gizmo from Gremlins because he's he's a legend. Mm. Um, who else we got? RoboCop. I'm surprised no one said RoboCop. Um, and then Ted. I watched Ted the other night. He's quite funny. There's there's <laughs> um, more than you think because I, I was struggling to remember, but now you're saying it more. Yeah, when you think about it, and and obviously we you mentioned. Mythical characters that look like humans. Hobbits, like Samwise. And well, well, yes, I was just about to say that, but yes, okay. <laughs> Samwise Gamgee is the best Hobbit, and there's no arguing. No, correct. But he's, he's the hero of the whole series. Lord I was going to say, yeah, he's not necessarily the um, protagonist, but he yeah, is. No, he is, yeah. He, I, would, I, was still, I, was almost, yeah I was almost going to put him in my top three and just argue the fact that he is actually the hero. Frodo wouldn't is. have got out of the Shire if it wasn't for Samwise, would he? No. He wouldn't have got out of bloody bed that morning. Frodo's shite. He just does nothing. It's Sam doing everything. Yeah. Anyway, I won't go into that. And then there's two recent ones that I thought I'd mention. We've both seen this film, uh, Brian and Charles. So Charles. Oh, Brian yeah. And Charles, he's good. He's class. <laughs> he's good. Uh, but another film that came out around the same time is called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Have you heard of that film? Yeah, the little, um, little shell with shoes on. Little shell, yeah. Little eyes. <laughs> really nice. Really yeah. sweet. I've not seen that. Is that any good? Yeah, it's, it's it's like a nice film, like Paddington is. It's just a, a nice little shell. That's all I can say about that, that oh. guy, really. Really nice, though. I've said nice again. Thanks to everyone who um, came back with responses. It's much appreciated, as we do run out of things to say, because we are, aren't great. Yeah, it bulks out a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
It gives us yeah. more to talk about. And we always they always come up with ones that I would never think of, and I go, oh, bloody hell, of course. Yeah, that's a really good answer. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, what was the one the other week that's still? The, oh, the opening sequences, the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's the biggest oh, one. Yeah, yeah. Think, Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, there's been a few like that for me, but yeah. Cheers! <laughs> Should we get to the main film, then? The main event? Yeah, the last film of the series. Yeah, the last episode... Last film? Yeah, let's go. So, yeah, this week we went for a 2000s film and we've gone for Wally, uh, which I'm sure you know by now because I mentioned it in the intro. And it'll be in the title of this episode <laughs> as well. The title of the episode, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Wally is a film that I'd never seen before. Yeah. Um, so, watched for the first time this week. I don't know how this film passed me by, really, because it came out in 2008 when I would have been about 12 or 13, maybe. Still old enough to be going to the cinema to see a Pixar film, anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um,. So yeah, no, I uh, won't go into too much at this point, but um, I was pleasantly surprised by this film. What What was your sort of? Um, what did you think Wally was like without watching it? What was your sort of perception of it? Um, nothing like I thought he actually was uh, when I watched the film. Um, I, I don't know really. I, I thought from just seeing clips of it, I could imagine uh, the character of Eve to be a bit, bit like Dory sort of thing. Yeah, just a bit annoying. <laughs> that's what I was just. Well, not yeah, but that's just just what I thought. Because Pixar do that sort of thing, don't they? they? Have the annoying sidekick sort of mate, don't they? Yeah. Um, I didn't know it was like a, a mostly silent film. I thought there was quite a lot of dialogue, and I don't know. Yeah, because I think the first actual words spoken to Wally are like thirty minutes in, aren't they? Or twenty minutes in? You hear yeah. him speaking, but I think like the first words that someone like the first Says conversation. Him, yeah, but yeah, no, I was ple- pleasantly surprised. And Pixar did classic Pixar, and. You think these films are for kids, but they're not really, are they? The story no. in them is a lot more. As as a kid, it would have gone in my head. I think they make. Yeah. The, I think the only kid element of these films is the characters, uh, what they look like, and like the colours in it, and the, the flying around a bit of action. But the actual stories behind it, I think, are more focused for adults, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They always have these these little messages, don't they, for adults to go right? Okay, I understand what they're going for. That I'll, yeah. I'll teach my kids this. They'll they'll subconsciously feed into the kids' heads as well. Yeah. Um, but they're very good at that. They're quite manipulative, though, aren't they, with the way they do things sometimes, like make things very, very sad, like the beginning of Up and stuff. Oh, yeah, they, they can... And Coco. Yeah, they <laughs> can get you if they can play with you, your emotions. Oh, God, um, yeah. They're quite a good moral compass, though, aren't they? I think Pixar. Yeah, I like Pixar. Do. They usually teach you a buddy lesson, uh, and not in the way that they do at the end of Modern Family, where that little lad tells you what he's learned. <laughs> yeah, or, or South Park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we start with Wally himself? What do you... Wally was great. Um, <laughs> he was brilliant. He was. He was. Show what, Callum. I'll say it. He was cute. He reminded me of um, Chelsea's mum's dog, Mackenzie, a little bit. Um, <laughs> he was just old and rusty, and he'd had his day. That's weird. Um, when I was watching The Iron Giant, it reminded me of Alfie, my dog. <laughs> he kept going, and Alfie does that all the time. I think they try, they try and create sympathetic characters, don't they? And maybe robots yeah. and dogs are one and alike. But no, I thought he was. I thought I really liked them. I liked them after I'd watched it. I researched it a little bit. They watched a lot of Charlie Chaplin films and Buster Keaton and stuff like that. So they tried to really make him quite expressive, um, even though he doesn't speak. Um, yeah. And I think they they did a good job of that because for, for a character that didn't have a nose and a mouth um, and a lot of the other things that you, you use for expressions, they just had a pair of eyes. 
he was yeah. uh, he was more human than 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 any any character really, wasn't he? Yeah, he has really big, cute binocular eyes, doesn't he? That yeah, quite... that's what they got like the idea. That's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, a bit like Gromit. They, they got the idea for it, uh, his eyes by binoculars as well. Apparently, someone um, gave Andrew Stanton. Um, the director a pair of binoculars at a baseball game or something and he was more infatuated with the binoculars than he was with the game because he was just thinking was about putting knees on a character yeah it's pretty funny um but yeah I, I like wally as well it goes without saying i don't i don't think you can not like wally he's just he's just a, just nice isn't he he's just a lovely little guy i just love love him in his ways really he has a he like sings along to songs in his yeah little robot voice he's as we said he has big eyes he loves cubes he has a, a little pet roach yeah, yes, with him, following the, him around. The roach is called Hal, I believe. Ah, um, and the name is based why. on Hal Roach. Yeah, so Hal Roach, sorry, was an American film and, and television produ- producer, but that's where they got the name for Hal. Hal Roach. Well, he got squashed <laughs> within about five minutes, and I thought that was the end, and I thought this is horrific, but he popped back into to place. Yeah, well, the um, big thing about cockroaches is they can't die. That's and the, yeah. And there's a big thing about Twinkies, isn't there, saying that they, if the Earth exploded or whatever, Twinkies would survive. Yeah. So that's why there's Twinkies and cockroaches in this film. Yeah, which is a good... Funny. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I got that straight away. As soon as I saw the cockroaches, I was like, well, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah me too. He's voiced by Ben Burt, isn't he? Um, yes. I know he does, he's a voice actor. He, he, he does. He's done a lot of Pixar characters, isn't he? Well, he's created the voices and sounds for the aliens and droids, droids in Star Wars. He did RTD. Oh yeah, no, of course, yes. And he so also he's a sound he also, wizard, did, isn't he? He also did Chewbacca's voice. Like worked out to make the roaring sound of Chewbacca, and he did the voice of ET. And do you want to know a good fact about Ben Burt? Come. He also rediscovered and named the Wilhelm scream. Oh. So that it's because of him we hear that scream in, in everything now. Yeah. So yeah, so basically the premise of this sort of film is is that the humans have, have created too much bloody rubbish everywhere. Um, there's too much to clean up, and there's there's no vegetation anymore, and uh, basically Earth's inhabitable. So they create these little robots called Wallies to clean the Earth and make it habitable. I can't say that word. <laughs> livable. Make it livable again. Um, while they f off into space on a big cruise ship, like sort of spaceship thing. Yeah. Um, and then their their idea is that once the things can grow again, they'll come back down. They'll they'll repopulate Earth. But this is set about seven hundred years later, and Wally's the only remaining little robot um, left uh, cleaning uh, the Earth. And God love him. He's he's, he's trying his best, but he's not going to clear the whole of Earth, is he? It's going to take a lot longer yeah. than seven hundred years. But he's done a good job. He's had good innings. But in this yeah. time, he's sort of become self aware, um, and he's he's sort of developed human-like emotions. It's like that thing, isn't it? They say if you put um, a chimp in a room with a typewriter for infinity, he'll yeah, right. write the whole works of Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, if you put a robot on Earth, he'll start watching old musicals and start thinking about love. Yeah, and an iPod video will last 700 years. Yeah, and um, an old... What, what was the game console from, like, the 80s? Like, um, a really old game console. Pong, it is it, or something? Yeah, he's playing Pong on something. <laughs> on Atari, yeah. Yeah, yeah an Atari, yeah, that's it. Um, but, like, the, yeah, I know it's a film, obviously, and you shouldn't really look too far and stuff like that, but, like, um, there's a boot in it, and surely that leather boot would have disintegrated within 700 years, you'd have thought. Yeah. There's lots oh, of stuff in there that you'd think, like a rusty can, that would definitely have disappeared oh, by yeah. time. But um, 
Yeah, it doesn't matter anyway. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a film. Oh, by the by. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the idea was conceived because um, I think they were writing Toy Story at the time. They had a brainstorming lunch at Pixar um, and uh, Andrew Stanton came up with the idea of the last robot on Earth cleaning up the planet. Um, what, all the way back in the 90s? Yeah, 1994 wow. or 1995 or something like that. It came up with the idea, but um, it didn't come up with the rest of the story. Um, oh, right. Until later on, I think they started writing it again in 2003. But they were bloody busy with Nemo. So yeah, let's wait till 2008 to hit the big screen, Wally. Um, he's he's actually older than us, then really. If you in terms of the idea, I, I would I would love to work at Pixar. Imagine that being your, your part of your job, just thinking of an idea for a, a film. Yeah, well, well, I didn't I really, I didn't know a lot about this Andrew Stanton, but the more I've looked into him, he's he's a genius, isn't he, of of, of writing films and stuff. Yeah, which other ones has he done? He's done them all. He, he's he's if he didn't direct them, he wrote them, um, or he co-wrote them. But he did like Toy did Story, he? Monsters Inc., uh, Wally, Finding Nemo, Bugs all the Life, Pixar films. Yeah, Bugs yeah. Life. Well, yeah. Imagine being he's the guy written. that wrote all them. And he's written on um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that's the most recent thing he did. Oh, he's done all the big hits. Yeah, well, John Carter. Yeah. <laughs> We don't talk about John Carter. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He finds um, a, a ring in a box and he opens it and sees this diamond ring in there. I think it's like a, ru- a ruby diamond or something. And then chucks yeah. it over his shoulder and obviously he just had the boxes. He doesn't have a clue, does he? He's, he's got no idea what these things are. He just likes the look of them. Yeah. Um, and he takes them back to his little, I don't know what it is, like a storage container that he lives in. He's just got all his, collect- his, collection, uh, all his collection in there. It's just great. I'd, I'd like, I'd like to be his mate. I'd like to be the only robot on me. Uh, he's a bit, he's a bit of a hoarder, isn't he? Though he's got a, like a little house full of tat. He oh yeah, he's a, filthy. Should have a show on TLC, really. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Would you? Do you know they do? Uh, oh, it's that show when you buy storage containers. Oh, storage hunters. Storage yeah. hunters. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Wally's storage. Yeah. Would you buy it? <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, he's just cubing the earth, isn't he? That's what he's doing. Cubing the earth one. Because the bloody people Watch. didn't get round to, to coming back to him. Yeah. He's doing the same job 700 years later. Yeah. They've just forgotten about him. I, I don't know if this is true, but sometimes they like to create legends, don't they? But um, I think that they said that Wally and Monsters Inc. and like uh, Bugs Life are all conceived in the same lunch meeting or something like that. Oh, right. Um, but I don't know how true that is. Sometimes they like to say those sort of things, don't they? Like Mariah Carey wrote that Christmas song within five minutes or something. Yeah, on the That's toilet or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get introduced to Eve, don't we? Is it Eve or Eva? Well, they came up with uh, calling her Eve because... Um, Andrew Stanton's like I think he's quite an Orthodox Christian, um, and yeah, it, it, obviously the story of Adam being on his own and lonely, yeah. and then God giving him Eve. Um, I didn't even I didn't even think about that to be honest. Yeah, yeah, so that's why that's why she's called that. Um, she's like a, a robot that's been sent from this uh, cruiser, uh, this this big spaceship that looks like a cruise ship, basically that all the humans are living on. Yeah, and down to Earth to look for any sign of life, basically, and Wally quickly falls in love very quickly falls in love um, but to be fair, he hasn't seen him for 700 years so I don't blame him 
No, that's fair enough. And she she seems like a much newer model, doesn't she, than than he does. He's he's obviously been forgotten. He's a rusty old box. Yeah. She's, and I think that's because wasn't it the guy one of the, someone who designed the Mac? Yeah. Something to do with Apple. He he was like consulted about how to design her, and he was part of that. Wally, when he starts up, he makes the Mac noise, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, which I hear every time I come and sit and do this podcast. So he's like an old Mac. She's a new Mac. That's what I have to say. Was and I said he was a bit like Chelsea's mum's dog, Mac Henzie. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Well, it's a full circle. But yeah, so she, she she was the character I was a, a little bit apprehensive about when I was watching the film because I thought, oh, I've loved the first half an hour when it's just Wally sort of going around showing us what he's got and what, what's she going to be like. But she was absolutely pleasant. She didn't say much, really, um, to be annoying. It was all character sort of yeah. expressions and stuff like that, again, um, which I was glad of. Yeah, and she well, yeah, and she's voiced by just a Pixar employee called Alyssa Nye, isn't she? She's just yeah, and they said that she did her so well that they put her as a, like a official cast member. Yeah, she's like top build next to Ben Burt. Yeah, but, yeah, it's mental. A bit like um, what? Which one was it? Which who played? Yeah, the one with Rumpelstiltskin, the Shrek film. That's just a DreamWorks employee that voices Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's dead weird. <laughs> He's not just not a famous person at all. But yeah, I, I like Eve as well. I forgot. Because I've watched this before, obviously. I forgot on rewatch how bloody violent she is when she Trigger first happy, comes down. Yeah. yeah, she is. It's insane. A bit like the Iron Giant. I keep going back to him. But yeah. I can't get him out of my head. He's is like it, the elephant man. Yeah, I was about to say he's a bit like the elephant man. <laughs> yeah, I can't stop thinking about it. That's him. why I got a five star for that film, because it, it was yeah. just, it, it hits you. It'd be a great double bill, the Iron Giant and the Elephant Man. Anyway, I will stop talking about the Iron Giant. You'd be, out of, you'd be out of tears by the end of that. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah. Christ. I do like the whole, there's a, there's a scene, obviously he's fallen in forever because it's like it's the first bit of contact with anyone he's had in, I don't know how long, since the last while he sort of stopped working. Um, so he's just showing her all his stuff, isn't he, around his house, um, which is which is quite quite nice of him it, it reminded it remind me Chelsea said when we were watching it it reminded her of like when you had a new friend from school and you brought him around and you just wanted to show him all your toys <laughs> yeah it's like that, <laughs> it's like I, that. Guess you, I guess you could say he's got a crush um, and then <sighs> think about his job yeah. uh, and then laugh yeah. if you want oh okay <laughs> that's the best thing you're going to get it out of me for that one yeah right okay um, so she freezes and then the next scene then is uh, that's my favourite scene there's like a montage of, obviously she's like frozen she's gone into like a, a standby mode while the ship comes down cocoon for, yeah like a cocoon and he's just sort of looking after isn't he he thinks that her battery's died so he tries to put her on the, into the sun but it starts raining so he's holding an umbrella over her he's just he's a lovely little lad he is he's a very protective little guy yeah and- I do like him. <laughs> Are you going to mention that little thing you saw describing him? The biggest simp that we all respect. <laughs> he is, he's the biggest simp we all respect. Yeah. Perfect description of Wally. Yeah. I saw someone saying, what a strange tale about an old man leching after a young girl or something. <laughs> well, to be fair, <laughs> I was like, how oh, people put it in that? I don't know. Yeah, well, when you word it like that, it does sound horrible. Actually, yeah, but... he's just an old man after a young girl. He's literally... Oh, laid his God. eyes on sort of thing completely changed my perception of this film then. yeah and also um, that little montage there's a song playing over it's a Louis Armstrong song um, yeah. is it Le and Rose or I think it's called I don't know um, and I just love that song I think it's very nice I do like Louis Armstrong he's the a, yeah. he's the king of romance it's always nice to hear his wobbly voice yeah him and Nat King Cole are king of romance if you ask me 
and and songs like that in these sort of settings, like I don't know, hot post- chocolate. Yeah, what? Hot chocolate, sort of a king of romance. I'm Barry White. <laughs> Yes. Barry White is who I was trying to think of. Yeah. <laughs> the um, Walrus. Yeah. <laughs> That's his name. That's his nickname. But when it's like quite a bleak setting, isn't it? Um, well, it's a post-apocalyptic world sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and they have a, a song like that over the top, and it's it's what's that contrast called? You you went to film school. Come on. Wow. Juxtaposition, sort of. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, I like that. But- the design of it, they based it on like uh, Chernobyl and things like that, didn't they? So they looked at real disasters of, that have left like the world, you know, parts of the world in like hell, basically, and just designed it like. Yeah, it's very bleak, um, not a lot of colour. What, what do you think of the animation and stuff in this? Should we just talk about that in general? Well, considering it was 2008, um, I think it was really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the, Pixar's always been good, but if you watch the first Toy Story now. Oh god! From yeah, the time, it, from the time it, it was brilliant, but now it's you can tell sort of thing. Um, but I think by by time Wally came around, they they'd got it pretty spot on. I mean, yeah. there, there's maybe a little bit here or there that could have been touched up a little bit, but you you could give them a bit of credit. But yeah, it's not a massive difference between then and now. I think they've put it in 4K now, haven't they? Um, well, they've actually announced it was a big sort of hoo-ha when they announced this but it's the first pixar film to go into the criterion collection which is like where they remaster old films and stuff oh, right. um it's like that people collect these old blu-rays of like you know films from like the 40s and well any film really though they just remaster them and stuff but there was a big sort of i wouldn't say outrage but it, it divided opinion basically that that wally was the first animation mainst- well just the first famous mainstream film as well, well- um but pixar films be in it I'm 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 gonna get it on on Criterion. It'd be mint. It'd be really look really cool. But yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up for all the the Criterion collectors out there. I did see that, but I didn't really know what the Criterion collection was. To be fair, it's nah, okay. Fair enough. That's fine. Did you like um, the clips of Hello Dolly, starring uh, Barbara Streisand and Michael Crawford? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I I enjoy them. But what I do find weird about this film is that there's real people in it. I thought that was quite strange because you don't really see that in any Pixar film, do you? It's just you see Fred Willard, the um who's like sort of the guy who announces things in yeah. the world. And he's a real person, obviously. He's obviously a funny actor, that's another mm-hmm. thing. But and then yeah, that film he's watching a real human film. Yeah. I like um, that though. I think that's good because I, I read something earlier saying that the the, the reason they put real life people in it, uh like is because it, it the world was us, if you know what I mean, the, the viewer watching it. Um, but the, 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 the people now who are in space, inhabiting space, they don't look like us, but they did. They were real like us, if you know what I mean. All right, yeah, because there's that scene later on where you see like the how the the captains have changed over the years and got fatter, and then but like it's a real person at first, and then it slowly becomes more computer generated, and like and then it just it's obviously the the current captain who's just fully Pixar character. I don't yeah, know if you I think it's thing. just trying to make it more relatable, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but I think even just the design of like the um, the world and stuff was meant to look real, because I think they consulted with Roger Deakins, who's like pretty much one of the most famous cinematographers. He, he talked to them to how to make it look as accurate as possible, as if it was a live-action uh, film. So yeah, I just thought that was a bit strange, seeing real people in a Pixar film. Um, I thought it was more strange to see Michael Crawford in a film with Barbara Streisand. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> no, I didn't. To be honest, I, I didn't even know which film it was until you mentioned it. But yeah. Um, but, I just yeah. saw. I I just saw him. I thought that's who Betty in it. 
<laughs> <laughs> what did you think of um, the people then on the the, the the cruise liner? Silly. Yeah, a bit silly. They were meant to be based on seals, and I can see that. <laughs> were they? <Yeah. laughs> like walrus? Yeah. The original idea was that they were going to be like jelly alien sort of things. Oh, like right. Humans yeah. um, had turned into or something. I don't know. I think they were meant to be quite hostile or something. I'm not sure. Um, but, and that was the original idea of Wally, but I'm glad that they changed it. They didn't need another alien film. Well, no, fair enough. It is pretty, it's like a. You know that that meme where it says we live in a society is a bit like that with these people, where it's saying this could be us if we keep going this way. But it is sort of getting like that. When when I try and talk to some people and they're on the phone, they're just not listening. Yeah, I've experienced it many times. Well, they say like paradise is laziness and comfort or something, but human humanity is work or something. I can't remember what it is. There's some sort. Sorry, of... <laughs> I, I saw something earlier saying that um, <laughs> that like a paradise is like perceived as. As just being like lazy and, and ultimate comfort and everything, sort of at your fingertips, sort of thing, and not having to do anything. But it's not human to be like that, and that's oh, why right. they've become sort of unhuman, haven't they? Um, well, it's bit, being it's human like... is is having to work and having to yeah do all these sort of things. You know what? You know what I'm about to say. That reminds me of when tigers are put in zoos. Yeah, because they lose all the will to hunt and stuff, so they just become really depressed, don't they? Yeah. Prepare for landing. We're here, everybody. Yay, Captain. Captain, we're home. It's so beautiful. No, it's nothing. I, I was pleased to do this as well. It's all about you people. It's not about me. It's... Um, but yeah, the, we might as well talk about the one last big character, and that's the Captain, isn't it? Played by my friend and yours, Jeff Garland from Kirby Enthusiasm. Yep. Uh, nothing much to say about him other than um, I like Jeff from Kirby Enthusiasm. Well, I've I've only seen a few series of Kirby Enthusiasm. I'm not the um, big fan like you are, which I should be really because it is very funny. Um, yeah. But when I saw him, you th- well, when I heard his voice, you thought Kirby Enthusiasm. I thought Daddy Daycare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he said that as well. Yeah. Um, that is the classic. And he's uh, got an assistant called Auto. Um, who is a big a bit of a reference? He's a familiar face for us on this on this podcast. Yes. Um, he's he's heavily uh, influenced by Hal. Yeah. Three thousand. And, and and spoilers alert. Sorry, is it Hal three thousand or nine thousand? Nine thousand. Hal nine thousand. Sorry. Um, but spoiler of this: when you look at someone who looks like Hal, you know they're going to be dodgy, and yeah. he does turn out to be a bit dodgy. Yes. And he looks a bit like Glados from Portal, who is also dodgy. So any robots that look like that, avoid them. It's just it's a, it's it's basically Hal mixed in with a, a wheel. I thought they were going to do uh, like proper copy the voice as well. I mean, it was quite similar, but I well, think if they know- did do the voice, it would have been you would have known too early that it was going to turn. Yeah. The vo- the voice itself is is the voice that Max used the robot voice. Um, it's not a real person that voice. It's a Mac robot. Oh, is it? Yeah. So it's a computer, basically, did the voice for, for Auto. Oh, that's really clever. But was pretty mental. Uh, another good character, then, is the uh, little scrubby robot that scrubs um, foreign contaminants. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you, do you have do you have a favourite side robot? And he's mine, definitely. There's t- no, there's another one as well. It's meant to be the, the massage one. Um, and there's a scene sort of when the police robots are after him. 
Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And he just goes mental. Um just like it's got spinning arms in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then it just like sort of takes a deep breath and it's like panting because it's had such a good time, but it goes back in and just carries on. Oh, I thought that was quite funny. But I like, I like the little cleaning one because he's, he's, while he's obviously making a mess on this ship with his mud on his tracks and he's going after all the tracks, cleaning it and he keeps finding new tracks, but then he turns out to be all right, this little guy. Yeah, um, I like him. I don't know what else to say about. He reminds he reminds me. He might remind you a little bit. Um, a character that trails after the rest of the film is a bit like the squirrel from Ice Age. Yeah, Scrat. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. He was a little bit like that. Just sort of yeah. always about five steps behind. <laughs> yeah, I do like characters like that. They should should do more of those guys. But another robot I liked in this was like the one that gave people makeovers, and I really liked the scene where Wally got a makeover. like, you look gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> between his eyes. <laughs> yeah, it really made me laugh. Oh, it's funny. I actually cackled. Yeah, funny. I laughed. Well. Just a tree, a tree, a tree. You look gorgeous. I think I laughed and said, look at his lips. <laughs> <laughs> Good response. Yeah. yeah. There's any robots I can think of that I liked. There was quite a lot of funny things in this film, to be fair. There was another one. I don't know if it was that funny, but I thought it was quite funny when um, they're in his um, his little house and Eve, Eve starts spinning round and spins too much and flings him and he just gets flung and he's stuck in the roof. I don't know why. Oh, I yeah. thought that was quite yeah, funny. Yeah, that was quite funny. Yeah. Just yeah, daft stuff like that, slapstick sort of stuff, isn't it? Well, the whole the first like thirty minutes is just meant to be like an old silent slapstick film, isn't it? Like yeah, Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton, as you mentioned. So, yeah, it's good. I think um, that's how they pitched it, wasn't it? Yeah, they, it? Oh, they did do. There was one bit though where I thought, oh, I, I definitely know I'm watching a film. Sort of the plot is sort of a little bit. I don't know. There's a, there's a bit of dialogue that the captain said, and it was making me cringe a little bit. And it was like. I can't remember what he was saying now, but he was like, we have to fight to get to the... It's like when people say every line that um, you see in kids' films, and it's like, yeah. we have to do this, we have to do this together, and all that sort of stuff. Oh, I, I can't remember what it was, but it was like, he does like a big speech about, I don't know. Pulling together as a team and all that. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I, I, I hate that in any I, film. I hated it. Motivational bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. I just wanted him to stop and let me carry on enjoying Wally, please. Was that during the scene where all the fat people fall off their little pods and start sliding down the ship? Yeah, I think or, so. Because that was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that scene. I was just laughing and, and saving the little babies. Were they literally saving their future there, Jake? A oh, little side point for you there. Well, possibly. Uh, but yeah, I just found that scene ridiculous, and I don't even remember the, the big captain speaking over that. But oh, he did a big he did a speech, and yeah, it was just a very, very, very kid film, very cringe. You can imagine um, Sean Astin in the Goonies saying it. <laughs> yeah, and he, he does say something. Sort of like yeah, that, and I just hate suffice. It was very Steven Spielberg. That was what I was trying to say before. Uh, and another scene that I like, if you want to go into another scene, is. When he's floating about in space with uh, with Eve, that was quite nice, wasn't it? I yeah, think that's it was the, the fire extinguisher. Yeah, because that was what I remembered when I was thinking about this, um, about this film. Having watched it already, I just remember him going around space in a little uh, a little fire extinguisher. Yeah, I do like that. There's, there's a lot of innocence in this film, isn't there? And I think that I think you're meant to be, feel like quite sympathetic towards Wally. Um, you really yeah, root for him. You do, yeah. And he, he doesn't say much, but you know, it's just his well, eyes. Like I said, I said, like his I said eyes with Gromit. 
he's a bit like Gromit. He's very expressive and he steals the show with his expressions. Yeah, because you can say a lot with your eyes. Because yeah. my dogs obviously can't speak, <laughs> but I know what they want when they're yeah. doing a certain thing with their eyes. I'm like, all right, you want food? Okay, come on then. Um, but yeah, that floating in space scene, it's nice. Do you like that when they go near each other, even Molly, that there's literally a spark between them? I yeah. thought that was a clever little idea. She gives him like a little kiss, doesn't she? Yeah, it's um, nice. Another thing I was saying when they were designing Wally is, um, and deciding not to get him to speak and stuff, um, th- they were saying that like people like to sort of project personalities on things that don't speak but almost look like they could speak, if like dogs and babies and stuff like that. Yeah. So you sort of you create, humanize. yeah, you humanize yeah. it, but you you sort of tailor it to what you want to see. If you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, we do do that a lot, don't we? Like. When you watch film videos of gorillas doing things in the wild, it's like, oh, the mummy's looking after baby and yeah. stuff like that. Well, it's just not probably thinking about it, is it? It's just like, right, this is yeah, exactly. Program, yeah. Program definitely, aren't yeah. they? So they don't think like we do. No, it's a weird thinking too much into that. It can it can hurt your head. A yeah, bit, but but we add yeah, that we to Wally. That. I think he's he's like that bloody lamp at the beginning of Pixar films. He, we do that with that, don't we? That's yeah, a character exactly. Yeah, like. but all it is really is a lamp stomping on something. Yeah, and then looking at us. Could be evil. Let's just, well, we could just be watching, could, yeah, I was just saying, we just could just be watching murder. Squash an eye. And and also the 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 noises that um Wally made, they they tried to make them sort of as universal as possible. So just like O's and M's and huh yeah. and stuff like that. Like a little baby. Yeah. Like, again speak. again like a baby. Something that just just can't speak yet, just sort Innocence of Innocence and indeed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm straining myself not to talk about the Iron Giant again, so I won't. <laughs> uh, well, when I watched the film and the credits started, yes, I turned it off because I thought I'm not, I can't be asked watching the credits. I think it was Marvel film, and something else happens. And then when I was researching it today, um, and I, I was going to say, oh, it ends quite abruptly. I'd like to see what happens then. Um, but then the the credits at the end of the film is is what happens then. The the humans repopulating the planet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like the tree that in the boot grows, and uh, well, it it follows like the evolution of man, like yeah, the, sort the, of. the the design of each sort of credit. So it starts with like, like cave drawings, and it cave drawings, and then it goes into like Egyptian, and then yeah, it's cool. I I, I watched them all because I I'd, I'd read that luckily before watching the credits. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, yeah that's very cool. I was none the wiser, so I watched it about five minutes before we started recording this podcast. Oh, all right, there you go. Um, um, but speaking of the credits, the music over the credits is by Peter Gabriel, isn't it? Yes. Um, and I think he's been one-upped by his, his ex-band mate, Phil Collins, with a Disney song, because the Tarzan. song in Tarzan is far yeah. better than Peter Gabriel's for this one, I'm afraid. I agree. I, will, I'll, I stand by that. The song in Tarzan, one of the best Disney songs I've ever heard. Um, yeah, definitely up there. Um, one out on John did for Lion King, that's an all right one. Circle of Life. Circle of Life, that's, that's probably good. Um, yeah, Under the Sea, Little Mermaid, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a corker, actually. <laughs> Do I think there's any more Pixar ones? Um, oh, the Toy Story one's pretty good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Friend in yeah. That's the that's big the, one. That's that the is one. the main one. Even, Jess, but... even Jessie's song's good. <laughs> yeah. When Toy She Story. Loves Me or whatever it's called. I was going to say about the car. Well, not the car, goes, car, the car but go- there is the, the Pizza Planet car in in this film. Did you spot it? I didn't know. I didn't. Uh, it is in every one, isn't it? And that and the number of the um, the studios in it as well. Yeah, one one three. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. The, the room number of uh, an art school in California or something, isn't it? Or 
Yeah, I, I look out for that because I remember that one every time I watch a Pixar film. But it's really clear and obvious in this one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I like, think it's the only time it's right across plot, the screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, it's sort of Mickey like Mouse execute... is in this as well. Is he? Yeah, but go on. Go on say I was, go- was going to say it's like the execute order sixty six sort of scene, isn't it? With Auto um, when they Basically, yeah they, the old term yeah it's the A one one three is like the order execute order sixty six sort of thing, isn't it? It's yeah, it's, it's reprogramming all the stormtroopers, yeah. the clone troopers. Yeah, um, I like that. There's a little crew of robots fighting back, though. I, I do like that. They all get freed. Yeah, it's the rebels. I like that scene where he shoots shoots open the uh, the jail. Yeah, I do like. Well, it's yeah, it's like the faulty jail, isn't it? They're all faulty in there, but they're all defected. Yeah, defected, but great guys. <laughs> Legends. A bit like um, Jack Nicholson <laughs> no. in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think there's sort of like a, a hidden meaning behind this film, or because people say it's about consumerism and all that sort of stuff? But there's all that, yeah. It's like this is. I think they generally are worried about the world ending up like this, which it, I'm, it could could happen, especially in like 700 years. Well, it could be. Yeah, it could be, but I think they also just wanted a reason for the story because the idea was what would happen if everyone left Earth and left one sort of thing. You've got to yeah. off, but why would we leave Earth, sort of thing? So they had to, because yeah, they had to come yeah. up with that, didn't they? They had to come up with that sort yeah. of thing, and that's the most sort of conceivable thing is that without going too into like atomic war and stuff like that, because it is a kids' film. Um, but I think the um, the sort of I don't know. I think the, that- the main the main message is love can can even change the programming of robots. They can even do it. Yeah. Apparently, that's what I read. Anyway, <laughs> that's what it is about. Love conquers all. Yeah. Um, but anyway, at the end, Wally he gets hurt. Basically, obviously, he's had a bit of a hit to the head, like someone else <laughs> I've already spoken about tonight, but I won't bring up again. Like the elephant man. <laughs> yeah, because they get, they get back to Earth. Basically, why we go through the whole film, I don't know. We might as well talk about the ending. And he's reprogrammed just to do his little job of cubing things again. He hasn't got any emotions. He's pretty much reset to factory uh, and settings. Very sad. Um, and then all Wally ever wanted, we've got to mention, was just to hold someone's hand, like in Hello Dolly, wasn't it, really? Yeah. He just kept um, looking at his own hands. and Yeah, poor little boy. And then Eve, at the end, holds his hand, and that brings him back to, to the Wally we know and love. Yeah. I thought that was a very emotional scene, that end scene. It was. It brought um, tears to my eye. It brought, it it's to all he ever wanted. It, when, well, not even that. Like the When she wanted to sort of... When, well, when he went back to factory set and he just came back to doing his job and then he was looking at her and didn't recognise her. Yeah. I don't know, it just reminded me of like someone with like dementia or something like that. And it was, oh, I, God, think, I yeah. thought that was really sad. Oh, that's horrible. I didn't think of it that that's, way. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Oh, was Jesus. Thinking, oh. And then, obviously, when he came back, I was a sigh of relief. But for a second, yeah. I was like, oh, God, that's that's awful. I hope they don't end it like this and they have to fall in love with each other again, like 51st dates or whatever. Dates, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it might take him another 700 years to get to fancy her. I don't know, but um, just put put on Hello Dolly. That'll sort him out. I'm sure. Which is what she did. She put this. Didn't she play the song? I think she sang it, didn't she? Or he heard know. it. It was playing. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah. Well, she held his hand and anyway, his little claw. Yeah. Um, and then and, the very uh, very end after the credits, they're under the tree that the boot flower had turned into. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, they are. Sounds like we've made this up. <laughs> just sound like we're having a fever dream, really. But um, it's what happened. Just a little question, a little fun question for you at the end of this. You love a question, go on. What would be your Mount Rushmore of Pixar films? So four, four Pixar films that you'd put on there. Oh, right, okay. Um, well, now I've seen this, I'm going to put this in there. 
Do you reckon um, it's one of the best, do you think? Yeah, this. Yeah. Toy Story. Um, Any Toy Story or... Toy Story... Yeah, just as a whole. No, you can only pick one. Oh, Toy Story 2, then. Yeah, right answer. Correct. <laughs> um, Monsters, Inc. Yeah. But we're we'll putting Sully on there, not Mike. Um, what? You don't like Mike? He's all right, but first Sully. Um, and then, I don't know, it's a, t- it's a, it's a toss-up between... Um, Bugs Life, yeah, and yeah, Bugs Life probably. I can't think. I don't know if I can think of many Pixar films now. Fair enough. What was yours? Be? Bu- Toy Story two, definitely. Yeah. Um, Monsters Inc. Definitely, that's my favourite one of all time. Yeah. I like Finding Nemo because I grew up with it. Yeah, oh, I did too. But and then will it be Wally or will it be Inside Out? There, they're, they're the next two for me. Not seen Inside Out, but I do want to see that. I, I've that's been. Very in my top five on the watch list for many years. Yeah, it's it's really good inside out. I'd probably put inside out to be honest. Okay. Um, I do like Wally loads though. I really do like it. They're all they're all well. A few of them are five out of fives. A few of them are four and a half out of fives. I don't know what the difference is, but that makes some five. But they, yeah, they're, they're my favourites. Well, say. what I think about um, Wally. Oh, Cars as well. And Up. Oh yeah, Up's good, isn't it? And Ratatouille's good. I like Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Uh, Coco. Yeah. Like Soul, Coco. I've not seen Soul. Incredibles. Incredibles, yeah. Incredible. I'm putting Incredibles, I think, in there instead of uh, Bugs Life. Fair enough. I was never really into Incredibles, but yeah, I like the I game. Like um, yeah, yeah, it was a great game. This film um, did quite well at the, at the Oscars, though, didn't it? It was the it was tied with Beauty and the Beast for the... I think most nominations. Yeah, most nominations. Really. They both had yeah. six each. It's pretty good, though, isn't it? Yeah. I'd agree. It was really good. I, I remember at the time, because I didn't watch it when it came out. Obviously, I only watched it a few years ago. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing a lot about it being hyped up as a, as a really good film. And I don't know. Like you, I just didn't watch it for ages. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know what put me off. Not sure. Maybe we were just being too cool and trying to yeah, play we were, San we were stuff. Yeah, we were pre-teens trying to be cool. So in, uh, what would we have watched instead? Something like something shit. <laughs> the Friday 13th remake or something yeah. like that. Um, what I was going to say before when you said about the Mount Rushmore and you said that you wouldn't put Wally in there, I was going to say, if you imagine the main character from all of those films in a room all trying to fight for you to say, oh, pick me, pick me, Wally'd sort of just come up behind you and just try and hold your hand. And how could you say no to that? Anyway, shall we rate this, put in a list, all that shit? Yeah, um, let me get the list in front of me. Uh, I gave this a four star just because of the exact same reason I said to you before. I couldn't say no to Wally. Um... <laughs> I just couldn't. <laughs> I I had a good time watching Wally. Yeah, so that, and we've both given it a four. I think it's probably the only film we've both given something that highly to since Jaws and The Shining. Really, uh, I'd I'd put Wally one below Willy Wonka. All right, yeah, that makes sense to me. So that would make it the, the fifth, fifth, fifth on the list. Wally is the fifth best film of all time. <laughs> Um, Wally, good film, nice robot, love the guy. Great guy. Can't get enough of him. Yeah, E2, <laughs> great. And Cap, auto, no chance.
you were a robot and yeah. you had to be given one mundane task to do for the rest of your life and you were programmed to do it, what would you like that to be? Mm, probably like ploughing fields. <laughs> a little farmer robot. Yeah, just yeah, going to one field, ploughing that to the next one, plough that. Nice bit of scenery out, out in the sun. Um, yeah. Have a cider on my lunch. That'd be nice, actually. Yeah, have a packed lunch. Ploughman's. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to be a farmer, basically. Ploughman. <laughs> you should. Just go do it. Just be a, f- a farmer. <laughs> just start ploughing people's fields without asking. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot around here, to be fair. I could do some by morning. Go into people's gardens. Yeah. Um, what, I'd prob- I'll reverse the question. Yeah, go on. What, what would you do? Well, when I worked in Morrison's, I really liked decanting boxes, so probably just that. <laughs> decanting? Yeah. Well, like collapsing them? Collapsing them and making them flat. Oh, right. But similar to what Wally does, really. Yeah. He cubes them, doesn't he? But I, I just go, have little things that just flattens them and just moves them along and puts them in a little slot. I'd love that. It's just menial yeah. work, but it's brilliant. I, and I've it, already done that in real life, so I don't know why I'd want to do it again. It's the sort it. of thing you don't have to think about, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I quite liked when I used to uh, like do gardening and mowing lawns and stuff like that. That was quite good. It is very um, pleasing, just, aesthetically, isn't it? When you've got a nice lawn, sort of short-haired lawn. Yeah. <laughs> short-haired. Short-haired <laughs> sort of lawn. Yeah. 